today, as we're honoring Pastor Jose, I want to talk to you about the heart of God. Because the God, God's heart has been trans, um, transplanted into our heart. And when God does that, and when you get a hold of that, you're no longer living for yourself. Now you start living for God's purposes, God's will, God's plan. And, and, and God's heart for us, God's heart is for us, his people. And he calls us, his people, his what? Everybody, where's your sheep? Where are my sheep in the house? Yeah, there you go, you see? We're going to have a little fun today in church. I know this is weird. But the Bible calls us a peculiar people. And, and some people come to church and you think you have to be all... And it's not like that. There you go. <laughs> so we're going to have fun today. You ready to have fun with me? Amen. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So every time you hear the word sheep, there you go. Now, let's see if you can be... Oh, God. Somebody's taking this for real, <laughs> Let's see if you could beat first service because after a while, the sheep got tired. And before you know it, it was only one person going, bah. And then I got a half a bah. I was like, what's going on? Being sheep is hard work. There you go. Okay, okay. This side, you guys are doing great. I don't know. This side, mm, I don't know what's going on, right? A bunch of goats. <laughs> no, no, a bunch of goats. <laughs> So why does God call us sheep? Why? There you go. You see that? See, y'all not scared. I like this side. I'm going to be here. Yeah, come on. <laughs> because we need a shepherd. The shepherd's life work is to care for his sheep. There you go. There you go. <laughs> they need someone. Okay. <laughs> They need someone to protect them, to defend them, come on, to lead them, to guide them, to correct them, and provide for them. See, we have that in our God. Look at Psalm 23.1. It says, the Lord is my what? Now, I want, you to, I want you to leave that up for a moment. The Lord is my. Is this personal for you? Do you have a personal relationship with him? Because this is not no far out God out there somewhere over the rainbow. This is a personal God. This is a, a, a Lord that wants a personal relationship with you. And he says, my name is shepherd. Am I your shepherd? Because if I'm your shepherd, then you will lack nothing. Nothing. You will lack nothing. But people don't believe that. They read it as a Psalm 23, you know, a, a, a scripture that people place when people are sick or, or you go to a funeral or you go to a wedding, whatever. But they don't take it as personal. See, the Lord is, put that back up, shepherd. He's my shepherd. And when you, relate, when you, when you receive Jesus, the good shepherd, into your heart, the Lord becomes your shepherd. Now he wants to care for you. He wants to help you. So I want to teach you today, and I'm just going to have some fun with it, the heart of a shepherd. See, a pastor is not a world idea. Matter of fact, they don't like pastors. It's not a good idea. A pastor is a God idea. I'm going to show you in the Word. See, you know, here at Church of the Bridge, we teach you from the Word of God. Right? And now a pastor is a gift to the church for a specific purpose. Anybody knew that? Anybody know that? A pastor has a shepherd's heart. It's a gift to the church. Let's read it. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. It says, now these are the gifts. Everybody say gifts. Christ gave to who? Say, that's me. Because you are the church. People think the church is a building. 
This is the church building. This is where the church comes and congregates. But the Bible says that you are. Say, I am the church. Amen. I'm glad you know that. So he gave the apostles. He gave the prophets. He gave the evangelists. And the what? And what? For what reason? Keep going. Their responsibility, my responsibility, Pastor Pastor Jose's responsibility is to what? God's people to do his work, right? And build up the what? The body of Christ. Okay? So you see the responsibility that Pastor Jose has, that I have as ordained pastors, as leaders. Our responsibility is to equip you. And the sheep, your responsibility is to allow us to do To build you up. Why do we want to build you up? For the work of the ministry. What's the work of the ministry? To build the body. Why we're building the body? Because God has a plan. Do you think it's in God's plan to leave this area this way? Do you think it's God's plan to leave your marriage, your children, your homes, your businesses in the way, in the state of this, the way this world is going? No, not at all. See, the task given to us is to equip you, to build you into what is called a spiritual temple. Everybody say, I am a spiritual temple. Yes, you are. See, most people don't know, and I didn't say this for a service, but the Lord is just speaking to me right now. Most people don't know that they are a three-part being. Right? You have a soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. You have a spirit, and you live in a body. Your body is going to follow whatever's strongest. So if your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions are strong and they're all, all out of whack, you're gonna, your body's going to follow that. The body is just the holder of the real you. The real you is your spirit. That's the real you. That's the one that becomes alive unto God when you give your heart to him. But most people want to live out of their soul. And the soul is the part that needs to be renewed. That's why the Bible says, and I love what Pastor Jose has been, been saying recently, don't be conformed. Don't be conned to be formed into what this world says and does. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's why the Lord has given you gifts Pastors, preachers, um, apostles, teachers. Why? To equip you so that your mind can be transformed. Oh, come on. 1 Peter 2 verse 5 says this. And you are living. Say living. You're living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. You're not dead. You're alive. And all those that have given their heart to the Lord, you are alive in God. That's why the world can't stand us. You think the world could come here and they'd be like, look at those bunch of hallelujah, shouting, crazy people. That's all right. You call me crazy. Call me everything you want. But I'm going to still shout. I'm going to still laugh. I'm going to still scream because I love Jesus and I know what he's done for me. I'm alive. See, and you want to keep me down. You want to call me small. You want, there's nothing small about you. With Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on, greater is he in you than he that is in the world. Oh, come on, this is good stuff, man. Pastor Ned, that's good stuff, amen. Sometimes you got to just talk to yourself. I talk to somebody, anybody else talk to themselves? I talk to myself, amen, hallelujah. Let me hear it for the sheep. All right, all right. <laughs> So as born-again believers, you're being built up. Can you see that? Anybody's life has changed? Come on. Amen. You're being built up for his kingdom, his glory, his purposes. You're being transformed into the image of his own beloved son. That's the purpose. See, the enemy wanted to stop this from happening, but he couldn't. 
And he's still trying right now. He's confusing people. He's confusing people in this world. They call good, bad, and bad good. They're doing a bunch of crazy nonsense, saying a bunch of crazy nonsense, acting crazy, but that's their nature. That's the nature that they have. But you who believe in God, any believers in the house? Then let me tell you about you. Ready? Are you ready to, t- to hear about yourself? All right. Somebody, some two people want to hear about themselves. It's not bad. It's good. It's good stuff. Ready? You are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. You are a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possessions, so that you, say that's me, may proclaim the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, let that stir you up inside. Listen, if you came here down, you're going to go up outside screaming. Yelling. Listen, you are God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him. There's a lot of people speaking out a lot of things, but there are not many people be willing and able to speak out about God. Speaking out their minds, speaking this, but I'm speaking for the Lord, amen? To tell others the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. That was me. But look at me now. Come on, anybody else can witness to that? Listen, believer, this world is not your home. It's why so many people are struggling to make it home. Don't you notice that that in you there's a yearning, the Bible says, for home. There's a yearning. That's why we try to make our homes the best as possible. We're trying to make this home. But this world is not my home, so don't get cozy in it. Too many people are comfortable. But thank God for shepherds. And you're going to learn about that in a minute. 1 Peter 2, 25 says, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I skipped something. Okay. It says this. Well, let's go there now. Once you were like sheep, you can put it up. Thank you, you remembered, amen, who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. I'm going to read that again. Once you were like sheep who wandered away. Sheep wander. They go around looking aimlessly. Where's my flock? Where do I belong? Come on. The Lord doesn't want your soul to be lost. Come on. He says, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. He's the guardian. He's the keeper. He's the maker. Come on. He's the way. So the Bible tells us, don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. So many people are indulging themselves in the things of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, looking and searching for, you know, accolades and and things from people. And you're never going to get it from people. You only can get it from God. From God. So that's why he gave you a gift, a pastor, a shepherd, to lead you, to care for you, to help you on this journey of discovery. How many of you know you, you, you're, not, you're not supposed to be an island by yourself? You're not supposed to be wandering around by yourself. God has bigger plans for you. Some of you have been confused. You've allowed the thoughts and, and, the, and the ways of this world to get so deep in you. But there's nothing that God can't take out. God can do it when you allow him. So I'm, I'm going to show you a quick video. And we're going to come back of some families that God has done some things in. Watch this video. We the Barnacks like to say. Thank you for all that you do regarding your ministry, and we are a part of it. We love Church at the Bridge, but we also want to say thank you so much for the examples that you continue to show, transparency, integrity, what it means to be a Christian, and to serve in the house of the Lord. Thank you both so much. 
through you guys, through your example, we have learned what it means to serve with honor and integrity. And with excellence, as you always do. So we say again, thank you from the Barnett. We love you. We continue this walk with you. And God bless you in everything that you do. What does it mean being under the shepherd? To me, being under the shepherd of the church at the bridge means growth, the opportunity for growth. Being amongst fellow believers under one roof, being needed and guided and given direction in my walk with Christ. Having you guys, Pastor Jose, Pastor Annette, um, guide us and lead us into what Acts 2 Church was beginning, understanding the love and understanding how Christianity should be. Um, it's very grateful and it's you've been an example and showing us how this walk of life should look like. So shepherd to me means what when you when you um when you take care of us and you pray for us when we're sick and yeah. Me, Shepherd, means to me someone who leads us. And I'm thankful for you guys leading us and teaching us the word. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you. See that little girl right there, Liana, that said, yeah. That little girl was one of the first miracles that happened with our church back in 2014. She was born, say it again, two, 2.8 pounds, um, pounds, 2.8 pounds. She fit in her father's hand. And when she, um, when we had heard about it, we were at the hotel and conference center, and they called, and we all gathered together and we prayed as a flock together. And God did the miracle. And you see her now blossoming, flourishing, because God has a plan. God put her parents, God put us together as a flock so we could care for one another. Amen? See, shepherding is one of the oldest occupations, and it doesn't even pay very well. <laughs> I worked for free for three years, amen. But the benefits are out of this world. <laughs> the shepherd is a symbol of leadership in the Bible. It's mentioned over 115 times, including some of the the. the the most famous passages of scripture. You know, it reminds me also of David in the Bible. If you've never read the story of David as a shepherd boy, I, I encourage you to go read it. How he believed God, how he trusted God as a shepherd to lead him. And, and because of that, what he learned in the field, he was able to take in the battle. And he was also able to apply it to be a leader of men. In the Bible, Jesus refers himself as the good shepherd in John 10, and we're going to look at that in a moment. In Psalm 23, it details that, that the way that God shepherds his people, and we're going to read that. After Christ um, resurrected, Jesus charged Peter to feed my sheep. There you go. These sheep are hungry on this side. In Ezekiel. 34, it shows how that the, the Lord was teaching the people, um, the shepherds, they better lead, they better lead the, and care for their people well. See, the Lord paints a lot of pictures concerning the shepherd, and he's the great shepherd. And because we, we follow the great shepherd, we have an example of shepherds. So one of the things that I want to highlight as, uh, you know, for Pastor Jose's life and as a shepherd here in this house, that shepherds lead sacrificially. Shepherds lead sacrificially. Shepherds rise up early in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning to be exact. Not this shepherd. <laughs> She's sleeping to at least 6.30. <laughs> to check on the fields, to, get to, to, to check on their flocks. They want to ensure that the sheep have not been harmed during the night and that the fields are sufficient for grazing. You know, the same way a spiritual leader, does, it doesn't come with a lot of, you know, privileges. You may think. A lot of people look at us. I'm like, oh, I want to do what they do. Oh, amen. You better start doing what we do then. <laughs> Getting up early. Rising up. 
spending time with God, making sure that we're, we're well fed so that we can feed others. Amen? It's a leadership based on self-sacrifice. Jesus put it this way in John 10, 11. He says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the, sh for the sheep. <laughs> I remember the days going back. I shared this first service. When we were at the, at the hotel and started, we started in a home. We opened up our home until we couldn't fit no more. Um, Sandra would come, and she would make coffee with her family. They would come, and they would make coffee in my kitchen, and that was our cafe. Yeah, she goes, remember that, Sandra? And she was a faithful cafetera, coffee maker. She still is hosting and, uh, and coming in, and they were one of the first families that came. We started with 12 families. They would come, and, 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 our, and our living room was the sanctuary. And our TV was the big screen. How many inches was it? 45, 47? I don't even know. My son's room was the kids' department. <laughs> we were dreaming it up. We didn't know. We said, okay, God. And I remember sitting down and, and, and having our first connect group. It was three of us, and we were family, and the, the, well, four of us. Three of us were family and one lady. And I cried. I said, Lord, this is the connect group that we're going to. And I had to, we had to be faithful in that and faithful to do what God has called. So it was sacrificing, sacrificing vacations. There was no vacation for three years. None. There was no going anywhere. There was no, because we were faithful with what God had provided. We were faithful with the little to be rulers over much. And we put our own desires, our own ego, our own pride, our own things that we wanted, and we put it in the back burner for God's heart and what he wanted and what he wanted to do through people. And more people came and more people came and more people came, and the, and the load gets lighter and lighter and lighter. But it was self-sacrifice getting up at what time we used to get up in the morning. Five in the morning to, to unload everything from my garage, from our garage, and all the speakers and everything, the equipment, and the, and the coffee makers and everything. And we would load it up onto our cars, and people would come to our house and put it in the back of the car. And then we would go to the hotel, and we would unload it and place everything there. And we would be there, what, three hours before everybody else just to do that over and over and over. Because we believe God at his word that he wants to do something incredible in this region and beyond. And we trusted him. We trusted in him. And it didn't look like it was going to happen. And it was only a few people. We were faithful. We didn't preach to the one like they didn't matter. We preached to the one like it mattered. Because one life matters. It doesn't matter. So we did that faithfully. And then we were like, okay. And then God brought us here. And a lot of you know the story that when, when Pastor Jose was looking for a place and we were searching the area, and when he came here, man, I, I was like, this is not it. Because when you walked into this building, this building had been shut down by the city. And every single cop, and it's like if, if you all just left everything, right, where is that? And you guys left. It looked like the resurrection had happened. So everywhere was fruit flies because this was a bar. And there were fruit flies, and there were Moet bottles to, to give out to the whole city. <laughs> and there was a whole bunch of bottles and stuff and cigarette buds and everything, and we had to clean it up. And how many tons of garbage? Four tons of garbage we took out of this building. So all you party people who partied here, I don't know how you partied here. The lights were off, that's why. Because if the lights would have been on, you would have ran like roaches. That's how dirty. But we cleaned it up, and people will come past those ages, share this. People were faithful to come. People helped us to clean up. Spending days in the morning, that before they went to work, they cleaned up, and then they came after work. We were spending 12 hours, 13, 16 hours here cleaning this up, trusting God the whole way. I remember our first service, and we had ordered these chairs, and the chairs didn't come. And we were like, how can the chairs not come? So we had to... Uh, <laughs> We had to kind of say, okay, what are we going to do? So we rented wedding chairs. 
Anybody remember the day we had the white chairs, our first service right here? It looked like a big old wedding was happening. But amen, we were marrying Jesus that day because we were faithful. Shepherds sacrifice because when a flock lacks a shepherd, they become plunder and become food for the wild animals. We sacrifice because we love you. We sacrifice because we care. We sacrifice because we know there's a greater purpose. And don't feel bad for us because we've missed nothing. We have more relationships now than we can ever, I mean, count in our hands. We had more increase in our lives than ever. All the years of sowing sacrificially has come back a hundred times more. Because I'm telling you this, you can never outgive God. Amen? Shepherds feed flocks. I didn't say, I didn't say sheep, but I'm saying sheep. <laughs> they feed flocks. There are some primary ways that shepherds bring food and water to their sheep. And a good shepherd, they see, only, only had one sheep right there. I told you guys were going to get tired, you see. Is skilled at all of them. The shepherds guide their flocks to good pasture and pure water. Shepherds are constantly on the move, leading their sheep from one pasture to another. And if you think that that process is easy, you try moving people. You know you. Try moving you, <laughs> yourself. Moving people to do things is not easy. It's hard work. But the good shepherds know that the sheep cannot just camp out. Go ahead. In one place forever. It's why we're constantly pushing you. It's constantly why we keep telling you where you at, where you been. It's not that we're trying to, be, we're not mean with you, but we know what it means to sometimes get complacent or get comfortable. It's why we try to push you out of your comfort zones. Because if we didn't, you would stay and you remain. And God doesn't want you to do that. The Bible says in Psalm 23, 2, he leads me besides peaceful streams. Do you see what he says there? He leads me. He leads me. A pastor's role is just like the shepherd to guide people to sources of, nutri of uh, nourishment. They will lead them and keep them learning new things and moving forward. It's why some of you tell me, I go, hey, how about you doing this or serving that? Oh, no, not me. Not me. And this is what I go. Bless your heart. I'm afraid. And I'm of trust. Yeah, just say yes, because it's going to happen. Because I'm a faith, fiery, believing woman of God. <laughs> and I'm afraid. And I get it. Sometimes you're afraid or you're scared to get out, that to get out there. But listen, I will never lead you, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, where I haven't gone already. And we'll lead you to good pasture. We'll lead you to good things. But you got to be willing to follow. So let's share this video and I'll come back. Hey, pastors, we just want to let you know we appreciate you and we thank you so much for everything that you do, from the sacrifices, from the time that you put in, from all the wisdom that you have truly given us and the whole body of Christ. We appreciate everything that you do and we are eternally, we are so grateful for everything. Like, for real, we thank you so much. You're such amazing pastors, and for me, you have taught me, like, so, so much coming to the church, and we just want to say we love you, we thank you for your wisdom, your kindness, your love, and just for being there for us. So, thank you, pastors. Amen. We love you. Hello, Grace family here. We just want to say... We love you, Pastor Jose and Pastor Annette. We thank you so much for the blessing that you are to the community, to the church, to our family as a whole, for all the prayers that you've prayed for us. We just want to say that we love you, we appreciate you, and thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Oh, love them. The Grice family and Aaliyah and Anthony. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So shepherds feed the flock. Good leaders will not let those who follow stay camped out in one place for too long. 
Again, it brings us to the ultimate purpose. Let's go back to the purpose. The destination for every believer is to be transformed into the image of his one and only son. Listen, shepherds give information for edification that leads to transformation. Say that again. Shepherds give you information. Say information. The word of God for edification that leads to transformation. We're edifying you. We're building you up. We're giving you the word of God so now you can take, with, take it and run with it and be better. You know how many families we've helped with good information, the information that comes from the word of God? The Bible says people perish because of lack of knowledge. When you don't have the knowledge of God's word, you're going you're gonna to lack in it. You're going to perish. But when you have the good word of God that points you to the truth, let me tell you, you grow. And that's what we're seeing in people. A skillful shepherd will prepare the pasture for sheep to graze there. She was listening out for sheep. She was like, sheep, right? It's hard work when we have to prepare the ground. Some people, like, again, want to do, they want to, oh, I want to do what you do, then spend hours studying the Word of God. And it's necessary. We have to do this because we want to get the good, the good stuff from the Word. Pastors do the hard work of creating an environment in which people can be fed, which means they do the hard work of preparing lessons that provide nourishment and growth. I remember a teen, when he, he, one time he came upstairs to the offices, he was looking around, and he says, oh, you guys do all of this? I thought you just sat here and prayed all day. I said, wow, that'd be a good gig, but no. We do a lot more than that. See, and you have to be careful around a pastor. Let me give you a little secret. Because anything you do or say will end up in a sermon. <laughs> listen, sermon, listen, I, look at my shirt. I'm loading a sermon right now. I'm preaching one and loading one at the same time, okay? We're always constantly pouring into people and helping people. Why? Because there's a purpose and a plan. And then sometimes there's shepherds that need to be a little, you know, sometimes as shepherds, I would say, we need to be more intentional and feed the sheep ourselves. <laughs> Myra, you get the A golden star for the number one sheep. <laughs> she does not miss a moment. I just go, shh. She's like, eh. <laughs> sometimes sheep are injured. <laughs> sometimes they're hurt. And the shepherd cares for them one-on-one. -on -one. We've done that many of times. I, I mean, I could go around this room right now, countless of families that we've sat with one-on-one. -on -one. People, marriages about to be broken. People about to separate, leave, children. I mean, countless things, but God. But God. And it's those times that I can tell you, being the closest one to this man, where we go in to the, 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 the well, just like a shepherd does, and we dig down deep. And we bring nourishment from that well and that wealth of information to hand it to the sheep so that the sheep know that, they, they know that they would know God. We don't point them back to a woman or a man. We point them back to the Lord to help them grow, to feed them well. And a, and a shepherd has to do that as well sometimes. Now, that's not the normal practice because we, you know, something that the Lord gave me earlier was a flock that grazes together stays together. We all should be grazing from the good pasture. Amen? So sometimes we got to meet one-on-one -on -one with you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I, and I actually, I, wanna, I didn't say this first service, and I want to say that there's no shame in that. Because sometimes it takes a little more of a touch, a little more of a word. And needs to, we need to combat some limiting beliefs and some things that are going on inside. And because of the wealth of knowledge, the wells that we have dug deep, and that we can reach in and bring that out for you, there's good nourishment for you. So don't ever be embarrassed or ashamed if you want to meet with us one-on-one. -on -one. That's what we're called to do. Shepherds care intimately. 
the care for the she for the sheep is a process. It begins when the shepherd marks the sheep. <laughs> he cuts a design into the, the ear to designate them as his. This cut makes it easy for the shepherd to count them, which he faithfully does every morning. Can I just say something, all you believers? You belong to God. You were also marked. I'm going to show you in the word. Look at Ephesians 1, 13 through 18. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. The gospel of your salvation, when you believe, say, when I believe, you were what? In him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Keep going. Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. You have been marked with a seal. I don't care where you go. You can run. You can hide. You can leave this place. But if you're a believer of the Lord, you've been marked and you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, as pastors, we're not going to do as a shepherd. We're not going to cut you. Amen. So let me say thank you because you're already marked. But we'll call you. We'll check up on you. We'll text you. We'll reach out to you. And please, it's not because we're trying to be in your business. But how many of you know sometimes it's good when people are in your business just a little bit? I love it when people say, how you know that? You were in my mail. No, but the Holy Spirit was because you're marked by the Holy Spirit. He knows you. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you need. He knows that you're afraid. He knows that you want to back out and run. He knows that you're not believing right now. But thank God that we have the ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to the hearts. So when, you, when we call you, and I love it because some of you go, how did you know to call me? I didn't know, but he knew. It's the shepherd, the good shepherd telling his shepherd, my sheep need a call. My sheep need an answer, right? <laughs> it's him. So don't find it strange. Don't say, man, they're in your business. No, we're not. We're not in your business. But we're in your business. Does that make sense? I'm not in it because I want to get to know you and gossip. It's one of my pet peeves, gossiping and, and, and clicks. I, I, don't do, I don't do none of that. Anybody that's been around me long enough, you know I don't do clicks. Don't do that. I hang with everybody. I talk to everybody. And, 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 and no one's hanging at my house, so don't get jealous. Let's just clear that up. When I'm in my house, it's because we finally got a day off and we're resting, right? You know, and some of the things that we, we do here is because we care. I share this first service. Do you think that I'm doing a girlfriend's event on a Saturday because I have nothing else better to do? No, I'm doing it because there's so many women. I'm speaking to the women now in the church. You keep saying I'm alone. You keep crying out to God. I have no friends. But here we are giving an opportunity because we care about you to be in a community and a flock of people that will care about you, that will do life with you, that will take you and push you and take you out your limits. Come on. But you're like, oh, no, not me. I don't want to do that. Then you're going to stay there and remain. But if you want to grow and get past the things of this world and what they're saying, then I'm giving you an opportunity to come out on a Saturday. Come on, let's worship. Let's pray. Let's talk. Let's hang. Let's do life together. Let's do life together. Let's come on. You want friends? Be friendly. Bible talks about that. People want friends, but you don't want to be friendly. You'll be like, oh, hi. <laughs> but if you want what God has for you, the good shepherd is speaking you to you today. Then come out of your silos. Come out of hiding. Come into the fold. Come into the flock. It's good to keep track of what's happening in people's lives. It's one of the reasons why I make it my business to know people's names. It's something about when I say somebody's name. One time this, this man came and he had been attending maybe twice or whatever. I think it was twice. And before he left, 
I was like, hey, and I said his name. He's like, you know my name? And I looked at him and said, well, yeah, of course, why not? That, that startled him. There's something about somebody knowing your name. It means they care about you. It means there's, they're, they're, they're thinking about you. We pray for you. And sometimes, I'm not going to say it all the time, but sometimes God gives us names. And I've seen this man pray and speak your name and declare God's word over you. We want you to feel at home and welcome here. Good shepherds also, they go to the sheep. They get some marks, get some dirt, get some nasty stuff on them. And the good shepherd comes. He removes them. He cares for them. The shepherd, he carries a rod and a staff. And these are instruments used for safety, correction, and comfort. Psalm 23, which we're going to see in a moment, says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod is used to fend off predators. And if you know me, I always say this, not on my watch. I'm a watchman in the tower, and I'm praying over you, and I'm not on my watch. And the staff is used to rescue the sheep, <laughs> to point them towards the proper path. See, a good shepherd will lead with balance and comfort and correction. I know some of you, I'm going to address this, some of you have been church hurt, or you say that in the past. Maybe if you've gone somewhere, and it's not the church per se, but it's people, because you are the church. So there's people, and, and, and the church is like a hospital. And we receive all that are injured, all that are hurting, all that are suffering, all that are blind, all that are weak. We receive them, and we heal them and make them whole. So in that process, if you've been hurt at a place or at a church, I want you right now to make a decision to forgive. Because you can't keep walking in that hurt and expect good things to come into your life. There are people, let me tell you something. Sheep, you bite. You bite. And sheep bite hard. They bite hard. We've been there. We've been there. We've had scars and bites. We had people leave without telling us anything. Those times they hurt. Now, now I'm not telling you this to feel sorry for us because we know what we signed up for. But I'm not going to stop being part of the flock because of a couple of bites. I got tougher skin than that. And you could talk about us and, and mention us and say things and you don't like the way we do this and that. Well, amen, don't let the door hit you with the good Lord split you. It's okay. You can move on. But I'm going to tell you this. You could talk about us or do whatever and, 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 and talk, and, but I'm going to talk about you on my knees to the Lord. Because I understand that sheep sometimes are hurting. <laughs> you guys make a good flock, let me tell you. <laughs> pa, uh, the shepherds, Listen to this, what the Lord gave me. A good pastor will lead with a balance of comfort and correction. What does that mean? We comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Now think about that. We comfort those that are afflicted, and then we move and shake those that are comfortable. That's our job, to equip you. We got another video, right? Three more videos? Okay. Watch this video. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Hi guys. Thank you, Pastor Annette and Pastor Jose, for welcoming me and making me feel like family right away. Love you guys. Happy Pastor Appreciation Day. We just want to say that we love you. We honor you. We thank God that he has placed us under your leadership. We are so grateful to be serving alongside of you in the community, in the church, and we just thank God for what he is doing in your lives and um, what he will do in the church and continue to do through you in the community. Hey guys, happy Pastor Appreciation Day. Just like she said, we want to say we love you guys. You guys are doing a wonderful job in leading this church. And we're looking forward to see where the Lord leads us going through, going forward at this wonderful church. We love you guys and can't wait to see what the Lord's going to continue to do with us. What does it mean to be under the leadership of Pastor Annette and Jose Vasquez? It means learning God's word, applying God's word to your life, being an example of who God is, what his love is, it means walking with integrity. It means showing love and kindness. It means being ready and willing to do what God asks at any time. It means being able to be corrected in love. It means being able to handle all the things that God has given us with love, integrity, and honor. Hey, pastors, just a quick message to tell you how much I appreciate you guys. Um, on this Pastor's Appreciation Day, it makes me think of you even that much more. What it does also help me think of is all that you've imparted to us through the years. Um, I look through my, my, my little notebook, and I see uh, messages like the next chapter, flying high, um, taking the lead. Uh, life with ants, uh, knowing God, the secret sauce, I'm in partnership. All these are messages that you bestowed upon us, that you've given to us for us to learn and to grow. So I thank you, pastors. Uh, you're the best, and I love you so much. I hope you have a great day. Hi, we, we love you. you. Thank you for pointing me in the right direction when I was going the wrong way. I appreciate you, I love you guys, and I thank you for being great servants of the Lord and being his vessel. It's been the best 10 years of you guys pastoring me throughout everything. Happy Appreciation Day! Hey, Pastor Jose. Hey, Pastor Annette. I just want to express my gratitude for the years under your leadership. I'm so grateful to have you as a spiritual dad and a spiritual mother. I've grown so much in my marriage, grown so much even in my job and all, all aspects of life, you know, applying your teachings, reading the word mm -hmm. and just watching all of us grow and transform and open our hearts and love to the community and people. Every time I walk in the church of the bridge, I'm, I'm filled with joy, like a, an endless smile. And when I see you, Pastor Jose and Pastor Annette, it makes me even smile more and, you know, you don't realize and words cannot express what you mean to us. And a lot of times, Pastor Jose, Pastor Annette, we could see you focus on, on the flock <laughs> and you're yeah. always thinking about, you know, us or others. And there's just so much you have to do. And we just want to know, want you to know that we see it and we love you. Yeah. And we look forward to this journey and to grow with you and, and grow with everybody else. Yes, we love you, Pastor Jose, Pastor Annette. Um, it's been a journey, and I appreciate you both so much. I, I look forward to seeing your faces week by week, and as the years go on, I'm like, wow, you know, we really are a family, and that means a lot to me because just like David said, you're like my father and mother who give us, you know, everything we need that is, you know, probably the best part because um, growing up, we weren't really given the word of God and or truth. And so we really, really appreciate it. I, I look forward to seeing those devotionals. And every time I hear Pastor Jose give that encouragement, it just, 
you know, I, I get, I become more appreciated of you both and realize, wow, we really do need you in our life. So yeah. <laughs> thank you for being a part of our life. We love you. Wow, amen. That chokes me up, even seeing it the second time. If you get a, if you ever get the honor and privilege of just talking with, you know, any of these families, but with David, and David, where God has brought you from, what God has done. It's a miracle, but it's God's word. That's awesome. Oh, man. Shepherds also help sheep, the sheep walk through the difficult times. The Bible says in Psalm 23, 4, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Shepherds don't help sheep get over the rough spots. Rather, they help them get through the rough spots. We've helped many of you, and it's been our, our honor to do so. And likewise, you have helped us. One of the darkest times that I went through was um, in 2021, and my, my brother passed away from cancer. And that was a dark time for us. It was a hard time. But the same way that God has given you a gift, God has given us a gift. And you are our gift. And we thank you. The last point that I'm going to leave you with today is shepherds, they follow well. See, a good pastor, a good shepherd will follow his or her great shepherd well. We cannot lead people to places where, they aren't, where we aren't willing to go first. If we're leading you somewhere, it's because we've been there. One thing that I've watched my husband over the years, and the way we started, we were just faithful. We were faithful to pick up garbage from the floor. We were faithful just to pick up, uh, um, what is it, uh, wash uh, toilets, clean toilets. We were faithful when this ministry back in the Bronx, they needed help with finances, and I worked in finances, and they needed help. I was faithful to go there. We would go after work and before work and help them. We were faithful. And so we will never ask you to do anything that we wouldn't do ourselves, even now. You don't see me, you don't see, I'm not the type sitting in the front row with my big hat and my waving my hands like you have to serve me. No, because I've learned this from Jesus. In order to serve well, I got to be the first servant and I'll serve you. And one thing that my husband, Pastor Jose, has always said to me is something that we do with different ministries and people that we're around. We always give more than we take. And I want you to learn that lesson. If you learn that lesson, you always, always give more than what you take from people. You will never be without. Because that's how the shepherd is. He always gives us more than what we, than we need. He always overflows us. So as we follow Christ, follow us. And we're the first ones to say, if we go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, then run. Run. If we start sharing the word and it's truth, if we start doing other things, run. But as long as we're following the great shepherd, follow. Because as you follow, you will see the hand of work, at, at, the hand of the Lord at work in your lives. You will see increase. But if you're not willing to do it, then you're going to stay and you're going to remain. But if you're willing to step out in faith, this is all it takes is just the mustard seed of faith. Some of you in this room right now, you're at the verge. You, you're just right there. And you've been waiting to hear a message that you're not alone, that, you, that, that, that God is with you. Well, I'm telling you today, God is with you. It's the reason why you've been so successful. You don't understand how you've gotten these breaks. You don't understand how increase comes. Because God has a plan and he's given you a flock of people, a shepherd to shepherd you. Will you submit yourself? See, a lot of people look at that word and hear submission and they think bad. 
But there's nothing wrong with submission. Because there's obedience in that. And when you're obedient, you eat the good of the land. I'm telling you, some of you in this room right now watching, you think you've had it great. But man, there's so much greater when you follow the great shepherd. And my encouragement to you today as I know that, that you're honoring us. And, and let me tell you, this is very humbling for us. We're not these type of people that are like, yeah, we don't like the light on us. Although we're in the light, you know, we're in the light all the time. But that's not, this, this part right here is very hard. You can ask my children, this is very hard. But we're humbling ourselves and receiving it because in honor, there's honor back to you. But God has a plan. And if you're here today, I want you to hear this. God has a plan for you. For you. And some of you, you've been running from God. You've been running and running. And I'm telling you, where are you going to go? God is there. If you go to the depths of the earth, God is there. If you go to hell, God is there. If you go wherever you go, God is there. You cannot outrun God. But if you're willing to, put, to, to follow the great shepherd, this is what he'll lead you to. Let's read Psalm 23 together. You don't have to read it out loud. I'm, I'm going to read it for you. But look at what it says. I want you to make this personal for you today. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, even when I walk through the darkest times, even when nobody else is with me and nobody else calls me and nobody else knows, he knows. It says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. You're close with me. I know some of you are going through some stuff with your family, your children. You're going through some stuff in your body, but he will not leave you. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemy. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely, come on, you have to say, surely, surely your goodness and your unfailing love, your mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I, I, that's you, say I, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I will. I will. Because I have a shepherd who loves me enough to put me in a flock of people to help me stop running, stop hiding, stop and graze with the flock. Those watching, Stop running, stop hiding and graze with the flock. You will see God's hand at work. You will see him in your life like never before. You will see him heal your body because he wants you whole. He wants you well. You will see him and you will no longer be afraid. This is the shepherd that's given us his heart. It's what, why we do what we do. It's why we get up early. It's why we sacrifice. It's why, because of that shepherd. I hope this encouraged you this morning, this afternoon now. I hope you leave with an understanding of the flock that God wants you to be part. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to make church at the bridge your home. 
our heart towards you is to love on you, to help you, and then hopefully you help us to build. Let's build this area and beyond. Let's do, my God, what they, that the government should be coming to us and saying, what are, what are you guys doing? You guys are building. People are changing. That, that Newburgh no longer has a sting, a name that, 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 that people just look at and they think, oh, Newburgh. I say, man, Newburgh is beautiful. Because there's a people there that dare to believe Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here at Church of the Bridge today. I pray that you had a personal encounter with God, that he spoke to you powerfully, and that he met you at your place of need with this message. I also want to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. By doing so, you'll be able to check out past messages, uh, past events that we've done. You'll also be able to see what's happening now and those things that are to come. And lastly, I'd like to invite you to join with us in all that God is doing with your giving. Feel free to do so on our website. Again, thank you again for joining us, and I can't wait to connect with you next week.